Hey there, it's Danielle Alvari of VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Be sure to check out my new podcast, the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all the LA teams, plus USC and my personal favorite and alma mater, UCLA. So if you're from Los Angeles or a fan of any of the LA sports teams and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Los Angeles CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome in to your Wednesday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Big news this week came out on Monday, momentous day for sports betting, Florida. Legalized sports betting. The 2021 Florida Gaming Compact signed earlier this spring actually authorized betting on sports. And in early August, the U.S. Department of the Interior approved the compact, which allowed the Seminole Tribe to move forward with legal betting. So the Hard Rock Sportsbook went live Monday morning. They were accepting online wagers for the first time in Florida history. Guys, I don't know if you know this. This whole sports betting thing, it is pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's very cool that so many other states are catching on. And it really just begs the question, when is California going to catch up here? There's just so much potential here. Now, with Florida, obviously, there's legal challenges that that remain. Uh, They could suspend or delay the market for a time being. But the potential here, I mean, look at Florida, a population of roughly 22 million, which ranks third among U.S. states, trailing only who? What two states? Texas and California. Get it together, guys. The people want sports betting. Let's bring it to them. Uh, but congratulations to the Sunshine State on that. You can check out more on that, too, on vcin.com. Josh Applebaum, who's going to join the show a little bit later on, I had a really nice article. I just gave you some of the highlights from it there. So definitely something worth checking out. And hopefully we can get all 50 of these states on board. Also, if you watched that Thunder Clippers game on Monday night, I'm very happy to say that my NBA picks so far have not been a dumpster fire. They have not been a dumpster fire, guys. Thunder Clippers on Monday night. The Clippers were favored by 11. They were not going to cover that many points. Thunder plus 11 did hit, so I'm, I'm happy that that hit if you did play that. Uh, total was at 212 and a half. It did go under. We talked about that as well. So all in all... Not too shabby, unlike the Clippers, who are are kind of off to a shabby start here. Again, they were 11-point favorites here, and the final score is 99-94. So, yes, got the win, so not a total tragedy. But the Thunder actually played really well, played up, and were able to keep this close. So I don't know if this is necessarily a reflection on the Clippers playing necessarily poorly, but they're certainly not playing up to their potential just yet. Hmm. Anyways, let's move on to today's show. First things first. We're going to talk Titans, Rams, Chargers, Eagles, and USC, ASU. No UCLA football this week. Thank goodness. I need a breather. They have a bye week. But I promise the basketball is coming. College basketball right around the corner. I'm going to have Jim Root on from the three-man weave pod. You can check him out on Twitter. He's going to be on Friday's show to talk about UCLA's basketball season and USC's basketball season. I'm very excited. Jim and all the guys over at Three Men Weave do a really great job. So something to look forward to in Friday's show. 
Uh, and later in today's show, we're going to welcome in VEASAN sports betting reporter and host Josh Applebaum, as I mentioned, to talk about the Rams and Chargers games this weekend, and also just kind of his approach to sports betting. And what the heck is reverse line movement, Josh? We're going to ask him lots of good questions, lots of great content. But first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines that are available at Bet River Sportsbook and college football this week. Again, UCLA has a buy, but USC is at ASU, total sitting at 58 and a half, and USC a nine point dog. We'll talk about why and why I don't think that number is actually high enough. As for the NFL, Titans at Rams. We saw this number with the Rams favorite at six and a half uh, around Sunday, Monday. But now the Rams, a seven and a half point favorite, total sitting at 53 and a half. In case you missed it, they did add Von Miller to their roster, got him from the Broncos on Monday. So exciting, exciting for your Rams fan. But, I'll, you know, the reaction, of course, oh, he's past his prime at 33. Uh, he has dealt with some injuries. He's actually dealing with a sprained ankle right now. So I get it. But just be excited, guys. That's not a that's not a bad move. It wasn't even a bad trade for anybody really involved. So just good things for that Rams defense. As for the Chargers, one and a half point favorites at wait for it, the Eagles. One and a half point favorites. That's it. Total sitting at 50 on Sunday. The Chargers were two and a half point favorites. So huge line movement here. Again, we're going to talk to Josh Applebaum about this later because he really tracks these like a hawk or eagle eye, if you will. <laughs> so we're going to ask him about that. And also, if you're a hockey fan, the Kings are going to be in action Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time. The total for that game, five and a half goals. It's about even on either side there. Kings money line, plus 112 and Blues minus 129. So again, hockey a little bit. Maybe more similar towards a baseball situation where you're not looking at a spread so much like you would in maybe the NFL or NBA. So usually looking more at money line bets. Not that you couldn't look at the puck line. That's what they call it here in hockey. But if we look at the money line here, Kings money line plus 112, Blues minus 129. That's not a terrible price on the Blues, to be honest. They kind of dominated the start of the season. The first two games they played against the Kings, the Kings are 1-4-1 and one right now. It's Blues minus 129 or nothing for me. You can find all these odds at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Let's talk some football. Rams, the 6-2 and two Titans are coming to visit them at SoFi Stadium, and they're doing it without Derrick Henry, the NFL leader in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Poor guy. <laughs> Played through the game versus the Colts on Sunday, but had surgery on his foot on Tuesday. Head coach Mike Vrabel said on Monday there's a chance he could return this season, but it's, it's roughly an eight-week recovery. So not going to be in time for the Sunday, November 7th game, 5.20 p.m. Pacific at SoFi. Weather report. I never really do these in the show. I apologize, guys. We should talk about the weather more often. It's, you know, one of the only light topics these days. <laughs> And when we talk about L.A. weather, it's especially light. No chance of rain, sunny during the day, clear at night. The high on Sunday, expected to be in the mid-70s. That is Los Angeles for you. If you don't live here for any other reason than that, I would totally understand. Titans at Rams. Let's see here. The Titans beat the Colts on Sunday, 34-31 in overtime. That was with Derrick Henry. How do you replace a Derrick Henry? Well, they did sign veteran running back and future Hall of Famer Adrian Peterson to fill Henry's void. But does that? Does that? That's not. I mean, apples to oranges here. So what are you really going to do here? They do sit atop the AFC South right now. They hold the top seed in the conference after that Colts win. 
So this is not a Titans team to be truffled with, if you will, to quote Michael Scott. Not to be truffled with. It's actually trifled. As for the total here, 53 and a half. I believe this is up there as one of the highest totals in week nine. Packers Chiefs is right around there too, around 54. It's 53 and a half. So a high total. Expecting an offensive explosion in this game, I'm sure. But that's what makes me the sharp I am, you know. <laughs> Want to look at an under here. Not the only reason, but I think that there's going to be a lot of money on the over, at least from, let's say, the public, from casual betters, if you will. It's fun to cheer for points. This Rams defense should be able to keep this, you know, in check. As for the Titans defense, they've allowed 31 points in two of their last three games and 30 or more in 50% of their game so far. So four out of eight. So that is the question mark for me. I believe the Rams points total is sitting somewhere right around there. So something to keep in mind as we move on looking at this game throughout the week. Uh, and as I mentioned, Rams added Von Miller. That's not a line mover, right? Or even like most offensive positions aren't necessarily. But as, as we could see, uh, Derrick Henry is very much a factor to this line. The question is, did it overcorrect, right? So the look-ahead line for this game was four and a half, all the way up to seven and a half now. So three points for Derrick Henry. You don't see that with a running back. But Derrick Henry is not just any running back, as we know. So you got to look at this and see. I do not like a 7.5. Obviously, we've talked about key numbers on this show. I'm going to talk about it again. 3 and 7. We're just going to talk about those. There's other ones as well. But those are the most common numbers that teams win by. So you don't want to land on one of those, right? 7.5 is just past that key number. Maybe this is a situation where you can put this in a 6-point teaser. And get these Rams, this Rams number down to minus one and a half. Perhaps you look there. Perhaps you look there. You'd have to find a team, obviously, to sync it up with. That'll be a question we'll have to ask Josh a little bit later on in the show. Uh, I'm interested to see what this Titans offense does. And I'm interested to see what Ryan Tannehill does. He has 10 touchdowns and seven interceptions through eight games. I don't hate a Tannehill interception prop. The Rams are good at forcing those interceptions and, and those turnovers. So we'll look at that on Friday if we can. I don't know if the props will be up for that just yet, but keep your eye out for maybe a, a Tannehill interception prop. I have already played under 54 on this game, I believe is the number I got, under 54. So lock that in for me. As for the Chargers, they're at the Eagles. Sunday, November 7th, 1.05 p.m. Pacific time. I did not do a weather report for this game, and this is the one that I probably should have, but I guess we'll look closer because really, actually, I used to work at a local news station, and the weather person that I worked with told me that you really can't accurately, very accurately predict the weather, and you know, maybe I'm just, maybe she's making this up, and maybe it's not true anymore. Maybe we've advanced a lot in six to seven years, but that you can't predict it really accurately more than three days out. And I said, what is the point of those seven-day forecasts then? You guys are up there with your little graphic. And that was condescending, sorry. Your very nice graphic, your 10-day forecast. Why do we do a 10-day forecast? She goes, I don't know. I don't know. It's very difficult to do a 10-day forecast. So with that in mind, we'll look at this weather report on Friday. Also going to have Adam Burke on for that show again. He was on last week. He liked the Chargers last week versus the Patriots. I told you guys on Monday, I panic bet 
the Patriots right before kickoff because I was going back and forth on this one. And I said, give me some points. And it worked out for me. Um, I backed really just Bill Belichick at that point. But now the Chargers are kind of in a tough spot here. They were favored by three on the look-ahead line, but that line has, has kind of ticked below the key number down to two and a half now. And that was after the Eagles' win over the Lions, which was 44-6, to so a 37-point win. It was versus the Lions, guys. Like, the Chargers lost to the Patriots and Bill Belichick and had a bye week, and before that was the Ravens. But, like, this Chargers offense hasn't completely, like, the wheels haven't fallen off, right? So are we expecting this Eagles team to be able to keep up with this Chargers offense? Like, the Chargers minus one and a half? That seems crazy. They're 8-3 and three against the spread in the last 11 games. Again, not a predictor, but interesting to know. The totals hit the under in five of the Chargers' last seven games. Again, which teams were they playing? There's a lot of questions that go into why those happened. But just a little trend action. And then Philly is 1-5 straight up in its last six home games. Tough stuff. But the Chargers really, really in jeopardy here. They're, they were 4-1 to start this season. They're now 4-3 straight up and ATS. ATS against the spread. And they could fall below 500 here versus the Eagles. I I mean, am I taking crazy pills here? The Chargers are going to are gonna possibly lose to the Eagles? Get real. Get real. This line is, is silly. And I locked in Chargers minus one and a half, so... <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to walk this back next week. Uh, of course, I know the Eagles are going to try to explore, uh, explore, exploit the Chargers' run defense. Exploit. Can I make that a word? No, we'll come back to it. We'll workshop it. They're going to try to get through this Chargers' run defense. It's not going to be that difficult. It's last in the league. They allow over five yards per carry. Again, look at the opponents that they've played so far. It's been kind of tough for the Chargers lately. Uh, they've also allowed nearly 160 yards per game on the ground. Eagles running back Miles Sander, by the way, still on IR. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that the Eagles are going to be able to keep up with the Chargers' offense. And this is not, you know, this is not the same thing as last week's game with the Patriots at all. So yes, Chargers minus one and a half. Let's move on. USC, SC's four and four guys, and they face ASU. As a nine-point dog, total at 59 and a half. It's just the Pac-12 is a dog-eat-dog. It's like Survivor out here. It's a mess. I mean, let's look at Arizona State, for example. Five and one to start, overall record. Three and zero in conference. They're up 21 to seven versus Utah at the half. And then... The wheels fall off. They give up 28 points to Utah in the second half. They lose 35 to 21. Yikes. But Utah, maybe the best team, I mean, the best team in the South technically right now, and probably the best team talent-wise in the South. It looks like it's theirs to lose at this point. I don't even think, I don't even know if, like what that would even look like. But the North, Oregon kind of dominating there, and Oregon, the best team in the Pac-12, I think we could comfortably say this season so far. So a loss to Utah for ASU, not terrible, especially a 35 to 21. It was more that just they just got blown out in the second half there. But then a bye week, okay, let's bounce back. But they lose their second straight game last week versus Washington State. If you went to Washington State, I'm sorry for the way I said that, but Washington State, they, I mean, this Pac-12 is one of the most difficult 
conferences to handicap in football. It's just, it's a mess. Here's the reason why this number doesn't seem high enough for me for USC. Drake London, out for the season, fractured ankle, star wide receiver. No Drake, under 59 and a half for me. And that's tough because I don't like really touching totals in college football. There's a lot more variance than we see in the NFL, and that's with spreads as well, actually. But no Drake London, how is this team going to score? The only thing I will say is I don't want to touch this spread. Nine is a weird number. Ugh. But if I had to, if you force my hand, you want to decide USC plus nine for me. USC also has seven players from Arizona. If you think that gives you any kind of edge, the players going back home, wanting to impress their hometown, if you will, their home state. And one of those players is, is Keaton Slovis, their quarterback uh, from Scottsdale's Desert Mountain High School. So maybe he digs deep, finds some pride. ASU is three and five against the spread this season and two of three against the spread at home. Not a predictor, just interesting. Uh, <laughs> always have to, always have to, uh, have to tell that one to you guys, have to give that disclaimer. But yeah, so maybe Keaton Slovis keeps it tight. Yeah, I'll take some points with the Trojans. Nine's a big number. Uh, they're going to need to look elsewhere, though, from Drake London. So it's going to be Taj Washington, maybe Gary Bryant Jr. It's just, it's a tough season all around for USC. I at least was riding high with my Bruins for a hot second. And thank goodness they have a bye week. Coming up. Josh Applebaum joins the show to discuss contrarian betting. What is it? And the Rams and the Chargers games this weekend next on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by BetRivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at BetRivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to BetRivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. The Los Angeles CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Get paid faster with Bet Rivers Rush Pay. Daily boosts, special offers, great customer service, plus a $250 first time sign up bonus. Make Bet Rivers your hometown sports book. Download the Bet Rivers app or visit betrivers.com for details. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and very excited to welcome in our next guest here, Josh Applebaum from VSIN. Uh, you can check him out on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. Josh, thank you so much for making some time for us today. Of course, Danielle. Yeah, I'm honored to be on uh, the LA CityCast. You're doing great work here at VSIN and the, the CityCast. So uh, excited to talk some betting and uh, maybe some Boston versus LA. Uh, you know, trash talk here. Maybe we can do it. Oh that a no, bit. you're gonna you're gonna sick the LA crowd on you. That's okay. I'll take it. Yeah. So Josh, also, before we get into all the football and the betting and stuff, how did the end of the WNBA season go for you? Cause you're my, my other person I love to go to and talk about this during the season. So I got to give you a ton of props. Like you crush your, your WNBA picks. Like every time I'd see you, you'd tweet it. And then like, I'd always wait for like, give it three hours. And then it was like winner, 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 winner. So uh, I'm not at your level. You know, I'm kind of a, you know, I like to look at like niche markets. So no offense to WNBA. I, I, I like to bet on it quite a bit, but Kind of what I like to do is look at sports. I say up and coming. Up, up and coming. coming. That, that's a better way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and I also like niche, niche. I don't even, I can't even pronounce that right. But yeah. um, the thing with WNBA that I like, so back in the day, like 
I used to work at this company called Sports Insights in Boston. Oh, it's kind of cool. where I got, yeah, like my first break in the industry. I was like, you know, 2011, I was like a customer service guy and just kind of worked my way up. But in the summers, it would be dead. And there was like nothing to bet on but baseball. We all know baseball like is super erratic and, you know. First inning or nothing. I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just like, you know, baseballs. that's all you got. So me and my buddies like a decade ago, and this was like WNBA up and coming, as you said, it's getting bigger and bigger. But like. You're like, what do we bet on? We're sick of baseball. Like, during the All-Star break, there's nothing to do. So we bet CFL and we bet WNBA. And I actually really enjoyed it because, like, in terms of – so I can't really name any players for you. I can't tell you any of the coaches, any of that. But what I like is when you have kind of a smaller market like that, the respected money really shows up, like, very easily, basically. So, like, there's no public at all. Like, I'm a contrarian better. I like to bet against the public. So there's really no public yet if you see a team move from, like, you know, minus one to minus three, and really there's no public betting it, but it's all respected money, then those are the spots that I would just kind of tail and, and look toward and uh, like totals, you know, uh, like early season unders or, you know, mm -hmm. playoff over, stuff like that. So um, to me, it's like, you know, with my model, it's kind of like just, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a pro capper. Like I'm not a handicapper. I can't tell you, you know, the line should be minus seven when it's really like, six. Like, yeah, That's no, not I'm my... not guessing lines usually. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> me either. So I kind of just look at what is the market doing. So I have like a contrarian-based foundation. I want to bet against the public. More often than not, they lose. Be, I want to be with the house. And then also like looking at line movement, historical betting systems, di different, uh, you know, like divisional dogs or, you know, certain things like this. And that's mm -hmm. why WNBA was just like really fun because, you know, I like sweating the games. No one really cares. They're no offense, people. A lot of people care, but uh, people don't <laughs> bet on it as popular as much as like NFL. But sure. therefore, these sharp moves are really, really like eye popping. So uh, I, I can sweat anything. Daniel, I'll bet you know Joey Chestnut on the hot dog contest. You know, I'll bet Little League World <laughs> Series. Whatever we can do to hopefully win a unit. Full that's, DJ that's mode. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the coolest things I think for me when I got to work at VSIN is because everybody has a different approach to how they approach sports betting. I think that was one of the most surprising things to me. And maybe that's just me coming in uh, with some kind of expectation that, oh, there's one way to do this and there's a right way to do this. And there's, that's just not true with sports betting. There's so many ways to approach it. And so I'm glad that you brought that up. And that's why I also really excited to have you on the show today because you approach this a little bit differently uh, than some of the other people I work with. I know you mentioned the CFL. So one of the producers I worked on primetime action, Kelly Bidlin, he loves betting that. And that's something cool too, is as you mentioned, like maybe not as much money comes in as the WNBA, but everybody has something they like to bet on and everybody kind of finds their little spots. Right. And so I want to talk more about how you approach this. Obviously, like you said, when you talk about like public money versus sharp money, if you're new to betting, what are you talking about there when you talk about those things? Yeah, so I think, in great point by you, Danielle, I'm right there with you. So I started VSIN. I just hit my two-year anniversary. So, like, you know, I've been, you know. Let's get you a cake. Yeah, I know, right? Seriously, yeah, <laughs> get, the, get the candles going. But, um, you know, you and I are both kind of relatively new to VSIN. And, like, uh, one thing that jumped out to me, I'm right there with you, is, like, the couple trips I took out to Vegas. So I work remotely mm -hmm. in Boston. But, like, anytime I'm out there, you know, I'm hanging out with, like, you know, bookmakers and wise guys and wise girls and just everyone who knows and approaches <laughs> sports betting differently. And that was really eye-opening to me because – you know, I've been so long in like kind of the the idea of like data driven analytics betting. So what that means to me is like, you know, I can't tell you every player on every team. You know, I, I can't tell you, you know, and I work with Michael Lombardi, like they play a four three and they play a three four and this lineman, you know, like all the number like that doesn't. You're not breaking down schemes. Exactly. Yeah. And again, I probably should. I could you know I don't think it could hurt me at all. But um, there's no shoulds. Is, there's no shoulds in sports betting. Exactly. Yeah. It should have won, should have covered that. It never, never gets you all the way. But, um, 
Yeah, just from your point of like, you know, I have been raised kind of, so I've had like a crazy transition. Like when I first bet on sports, you know, I was the ultimate public player. Like I wouldn't even look at anything data-driven. I would bet Red Sox, Bruins, Patriots, Celtics. I'd take every home team, every favorite. I'd parlay <laughs> everything. I never won, but it was really, really fun. You know, the one time you would win, it's like the crazy adrenaline rush. So uh, over the years, it was kind of like, you know, again, I'm not a capper. I can't tell you what the line should be, but my kind of spot is like I can read the market in, in, in you know, a decent way in terms of, and again, questions like you asked at the beginning, like sharp money versus public money. Mm -hmm. I always want to know, like, what did a line open at? How has it moved? Where's the public? And where are the respected betters at? So the premise that I operate on is, like, you know, 99% of betters are public betters. Nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. But you're not really betting. And, again, the market and the public has gotten smarter over the years just with, like, the Internet and, like, people, you know, doing your research. If you put in the time and effort, you can, you know, get a lot of stuff out there. But my whole thing is, like, I want to find games, and I'm not handicapping games, but I'm looking for games each day that kind of check off the major boxes for me. So against the public, with the house, with the big money, uh, and mm -hmm. beat the closing line and, and flat bet and not bet parlays. So, you know, one thing I look at is like, when you're asking about money, it's a catch 22 because people are like, you know, do you want to be with the money or against the money? Well, I want right. to be against the money if it's, you know, drunk guy at a bar money, but I want to be <laughs> with the money if it's, you know, Billy Walters or respected <laughs> money overall. So uh, one thing, you know, that I wanted to mention, and you, you mentioned earlier when we were talking before the show, but like reverse line movement. And Daniel, mm -hmm. don't tweet this. You'll have like, uh, you know, the, the big sharps will be like, RLM, like it's it's all BS. Like I, you run into that when you're a contrarian better too, because- When it's not uh, the way you do it, it's BS. Yeah. Exactly. And I think you made a great point. Like, you know, sports betting is blowing up. Like we even saw Florida yesterday legalized out of nowhere. I know, like, how about that? It's just crazy. It's happening everywhere. And I think a lot of people, you're getting a lot of like, I think like the old cranky wise guys are, are kind of like, get off my lawn with a lot of these new betters. But it's like, there are different ways to skin a cat and whatever works for you. I don't think there's a, a, a perfect way to do it. But on the topic well, of even what you movement, said yeah. about people who want to bet on their home teams and they lose most of their bets, but they have that adrenaline rush when they finally get the win. Obviously, we're here to help you guys make better, more informed bets, give you information so that you don't have to go do the research. But at the same time, it's okay if you want to bet on your home team. That's a type of better too. Exactly. Yeah. And you can fan tax, you know, plenty of times like, you know, Red Sox, There'd be a sharp move on their opponent, and I would bet their opponent, and either my socks win or I win my bet. You know, you have emotional that all the heads, time love too. it. Exactly. <laughs> but um, just RLM, I just want to mention this real quick on the topic yes. of respect yeah. to money and stuff. So, number one, good thing at Visa and Danielle is we get in the daily newsletter like the BetMGM and the DraftKings data, which will give you percentage of tickets, percentage of handle, and the way the line is moved. I always look for like mm -hmm. low bets, but more money, and a line moves in their favor. Like if you're getting only 40% of tickets, but you're getting 60% of money and you go from like, if it's a money line play, like, I don't know, minus 120 to minus 130. That to me is, is kind of an indication of those bigger wagers being in your favor. But like a perfect example on, on, on your show here for LA, you know, my Patriots against the Chargers. I can brag a little bit because my Pats are back <laughs> at 500, Danielle. But you know, what jumped out to me is you had about uh, two thirds of bets or a little more than half the bets on the Chargers in that game, but they opened minus six and they fell all the way to minus three and a half that's reverse line movement when despite the team being popular you know nine times out of ten the line will go toward that popular team uh if it goes the other way you scratch your meaning head it'll like, get higher the number will get bigger on them having to cover right exactly so like if you're minus six and you're getting 75 percent of tickets we you and i would expect them to get up to six and a half or mm -hmm. seven or seven and a half uh the way the odds makers reverse you know, though 
Exactly. RLM is when it goes the other way, and you're like, what is going on? This makes no sense. If everyone's betting <laughs> Team A, why is line going to Team B? I love to be on that Team B side and go with reverse line movement. It's not going to win every time. This is another thing, Danielle. Like, um, you know, we're trying to win like 53% of the time, 54% of the time. That was another That's shocking thing to me. When I started sports betting, I was like, wait, so how, how, how good do we want to be, right? Like, I was an A student. We want 90%, right? And it's like, no, if you're just above 50, that's profit. Exactly. And it's also like, on the one hand, um, you know, 50.1%. Oh, if we just get 0.1 above 50, you know, 50-50, we're winners. Well, no, the juice, you got to lay the juice and you got to overcome juice. that. You got to win 52.38% or better to break the minus 110. But um, on the other hand, by it's the like, way, when is juice ever a bad thing? That was confusing to me in betting. I started, I was like, the juice. Oh, juice sounds good. Yeah, like you want juice. They're like, you don't want juice. Exactly. Yeah, gin and juice. Or yeah, you know, there's always good juice. The here, only but... betting, the only place where juice is a bad thing. <laughs> exactly. It's brutal here. But uh, yeah, just to, <laughs> just to finish that up, it's also like, you know, a lot of people new to betting. I, I really feel for a lot of new betters because. You know, you see on gambling Twitter, everyone's winning. They never report their losses. You know, like, it's easy. Mm -hmm. It seems like, let's just make this fun. I have people ask me all the time, like, can I quit my job and bet on sports all the time? And I'm like, no. Like, this should be a fun thing that you can, you know, win at a decent rate and maybe get some extra house, you know, pizza money here. But people think they can win, like, 90% of the time, 80% of the time. I think it blows a lot of people's minds. They're like, if we just get 53 54%, we're really good at betting. And I think that's something that a lot of people got to remember. Yeah, and to that point, you mentioned like you were kind of giving me my flowers there for the WNBA, but full transparency, I think I finished just about 55% on the season. I actually did really well in playoffs, so that helped out with the profit. Uh, but yeah, just about 55%. So that's only being right just a little more than half the time. Yeah, and that's really, really good. 55%, I mean, take that every time. Like, you know, you get a 55 on a math test, you know. And by the way, Danielle, I was never math science. I was like English <laughs> history. And, you know, that wasn't really my forte. But if I got a 55 on a test, my mom's going to ground me. I'm going to get the tension. I need a, you know, a tutor. 55% in sports betting, you're doing very, very well. So those realistic expectations, I think, are really important. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up. It's, it's such an interesting way to look at sports betting that I think some people haven't ever heard of before. So that's really interesting. Or they see reverse line movement. They don't know what it means. So I'm really glad you could explain it. Uh, but I want to get into these NFL games for this weekend, obviously. The Titans at the Rams. Let's start there. The Rams a seven and a half point favorite. I've seen some movement here. It was six and a half earlier in the week on Bat Rivers. Total at 53 and a half. This one's uh, Sunday, November 7th at 520 p.m. Pacific time at SoFi. But spoiler alert. First of all, Rams, big trade yesterday, got themselves Vaughn Miller. Not sure if he's still dealing with his sprained ankle or not, but hopefully we'll see him on Sunday. But the Titans, the Derrick Henry-less Titans, so upsetting. I think for if you're a football fan, you don't want to see Derrick Henry not playing. He had surgery on his foot. Mike Brabel said Monday there's a chance he could return, but we're looking at at least an eight-week recovery. What, what do you think of this game? What's your thoughts? Yeah, so definitely that Henry injury is huge. And, uh, you know, a lot of people I know uh, who bet him to lead the league in rushing yards, you know, that's probably down the drain now at this point too. But, um, <sighs> you know, looking at this game, Danielle, it's kind of like, so I kind of have two thoughts. Like, definitely movement toward the Rams. You know, I think the look mm -hmm. ahead, it was like minus four and a half or something like that with Henry out. And, you know, with the Rams playing great, it was kind of like immediately six and a half. Now it's seven and a half. Now it might go to eight. So the way that I would approach this, it's tough for me to lay the points with the Rams here. They could easily roll. They could, you know, destroy the Henry list Titans here. But when you're getting the worst of the number after it's moved and after all these injuries have kind of moved the number away from you, it's hard for me to lay a seven and a half, eight now when you're with the public in a primetime spot. And one thing that's been great this year, uh, primetime dogs, this has been like 
crazy, Danielle. They're 17 and seven against the spread this year. Just it, you know, we saw with the Giants this uh, this week here in, in NFL Week Eight. So I would look toward either sitting back and someone told me a long time ago, like bet favorites early, dogs late. I would sit back and say, hey, fall in love with the Rams. Can we get the Titans at you know plus eight and a half, plus nine? That yeah, get us only- past that key number. Exactly. Go past Even that further. one yeah. and, and be really contrarian in a heavily bet game, uh, which is something I always look for. But I'll be honest with you, and maybe this is a tip of the cap to your, uh, your L.A. audience, I think the Rams <laughs> are in a really good teaser spot. Like you take them seven and a half down to one and a half. You go through seven, you go through three. I could see the either wait it out and get the best number on the Titans or give me that Rams teaser. I think that could be worthwhile. That's great. Is there, just off the top here, is there a teaser that you would pair it with? Like is there another team that you would look at for the NFL? Yeah, so I was thinking about it today. I talked to Pritch on Betting Across America, but uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're on Monday night against uh, Justin Fields and the, and the Bears. And if you mm-hmm. take Pittsburgh minus six and a half down to minus a half point, to me, that's a worthwhile spot. I know that's kind of a kind of a public way to look at it. And, you know, this is also like, uh, you know, hashtag gambling Twitter. Like, you're only going through no, one key number. Therefore, you can't bet that teaser. Like, I get it. You want to go through two. But to just win the game, Big Ben against a rookie quarterback at home. Uh, I would look to pair that Rams with the the Steelers minus a half point. Well, and there's no exacts, right? And you don't just blindly say, oh, it doesn't go through the second key number, so it's an automatic no, right? There are situations. <laughs> yep. um, I liked what you wrote uh, last week I saw on VEASAN. You wrote uh, about not blindly taking the dog because it's a lot of points. And I say that all the time on the show. That's a lot of points. But I liked the Lions versus the Rams, and they the Lions did get that cover. And I did not like the Texans versus the Rams. And that was also a ton of points. And so it just goes to show you, you shouldn't just blindly do things. It's like, well, I, I wouldn't touch it if it doesn't go through the key numbers. Or I, I'm going to bet it because it's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a great point, Danielle. And I didn't mean to, you know, give shade to either side of this. It was just I kept hearing, like, everyone say, like, a lot of points, a lot of points, take all these dogs. And then through the first, yeah. it was actually a good week for these big double-digit dogs. Uh, if I can mm-hmm. find the number for you, Danielle, it's evening out. But it, I think going into this week, it was 8-3. and three. ATS if you're a double-digit favorite. Um, and by the way, like, imagine if you were on that Rams laying the 16 and a half. Well, they're up 38 oh. nothing, And then you have three scores by the lowly Texans, and they get, they go for two to cover that number late. So um, my whole point there was just, you know. Or I you lose all- fantasy football because you had the Rams defense, and they had 17 points, and then they gave up 22 points in the fourth quarter, so you only got seven points from them. Oh, man. I wonder who had that with the Rams defense there. <laughs> it's yeah, just an I example. Feel- <laughs> I don't even know. You should buy that person a drink because that, that's, that's pretty <laughs> tough there. But I'm with you. And again, my whole point there was just like, you know, take each game on its own merits. And the perfect example, I know it's kind of like, you know, Monday morning quarterback, but like when the Cardinals were at home against, I think it was the Texans a couple weeks ago. And uh, I think the Cardinals were like minus 17, minus 18. And then game day, they shot up to like minus 20. And I just heard everyone say, take the points, take the points, take the points. But they were only getting like 40% of bets, but more money in a non-conference favorite. That's another thing I look at. Like mm-hmm. in the division, in the conference, these dogs are killing it. If you get non-conference, it kind of benefits that better team. So long story short, I don't think blindly do anything here. Um, yeah. But take each game on its merits and try to make the smartest bet you can. And, you know, hopefully uh, the breaks go your way. I want to also talk about this Chargers and Eagles game, of course, before we run out of time with you here. The Chargers... A one-point favorite now. This was at two and a half. So in the betting world, kind of a big move here. And then the total now sitting at 50. Obviously, the Chargers coming off that bye week. They lost to your Patriots uh, at the Patriots. Or really at home, actually. 
which is the pri I can't even believe that actually. We're a lot uh, meanwhile, of fans, though, Daniel, we we travel pretty good, you know. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I just meant like, oh maybe maybe the Chargers lost because of the weather. Nope, or the travel. <laughs> nope, that wasn't even a factor. Uh, but it is this week because they're headed to the Eagles, who just beat the Lions forty-four to six, which was a surprise, I think, for a lot of people. Some people thought that was the Lions' week. Yeah, you're totally right, Danielle. This was another big move here. And also, like, you know, we're recording this pod on a Tuesday. I think it's important when you're looking at line movement to kind of, you know, track it all week long because the mm -hmm. early moves are a lot a lot of times driven by a really, really wise guy or wise girl, respected money uh, here, Danielle. So, like, if you open – the books drop these numbers on, like, Sunday night. And if a, if a team gets hit on a Sunday night or a Monday very, very early – to me, that's almost always respected money because a lot of the public doesn't bet these games so so early in the week. So it's mm -hmm. a lot of these bettors who set their own numbers and say, hey, maybe this line is too high. I'm going to hit this early. But here's another thing. There's a really good article by David Purdom maybe like a couple months ago talking about like head fakes. And this is when basically like the Sharps will hit a number early, but it's not the side th that they like. And it's they actually want to get the other side, but they'll hit it and move it and then wait until uh, the limits get raised and bet more money on the other side. So I don't think you can go into every line move saying like, oh, this is a head fake, but it's just important that that it, that does happen, um, which I think is you know something that like Billy Walters did a lot, and he would make everyone think he's moving it this way only to get a better number that way. So that does happen. But um, for the They're Chargers breaking ankles team, out here? They're making us juke here? <laughs> what I know, is right? this? It's hard enough to, to win uh, in sports betting, and now we got uh. to look for crazy moves. So... Um, I would say, though, that's probably, like, a minority of the time. You know, maybe a fake yeah. move is – for every, like, five legit moves, maybe there's a fake one. So I don't think that should make you, like, disregard every line move. But right. um, to your point here, your Chargers, I'd be a little nervous. I kind of like the Eagles in this one. This one just stinks to me. Really? You got, like, 75% of tickets on the Chargers. Herbert coming off two losses. They're thinking so. the bounce-back game, right? Because they had the bye week, then a loss to the Patriots. Like, the Chargers need a win here. They really do, and this is another thing. Like, so this would be a reverse line move. You're getting, I'm looking at like three out of four bets on the Chargers. They open minus two and a half. Even I saw like some minus three numbers, and now the line is down to one. So again, if everyone is is jumping up, uh, jumping on the Chargers here, why didn't they move up to three and a half or four? They're coming mm -hmm. down uh, to Philly here. So we talk about key numbers all the time, Danielle. You do a great job of, of of you know really you know stressing the importance of these key numbers. You would have loved Philly plus three. But now I'm wondering, is there buy? So these are the moves that like I notice, and I'm like, oh, big money on the Eagles, three to three to one or two and a half to one. But now let's see throughout the week, does it continue? Does it flip? Can you buy low on a big move? Like if this gets all the way to, you know, and we saw this with the uh, the Cowboys game when when Dak was out, they were like minus two and a half. They flip all the way to like plus four and a half. So if you're at, if you if this gets to like, I don't know if it will. I would assume maybe it kind of buys back on the Chargers. But it's just the importance of identifying a move, but then. Are you late to the party? Did you not get the right number? Uh, so always, I, I, always I, I go Philly here, Danielle, <laughs> but like it's a tough one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, I mean, the Rams game last week is a perfect example of if you are late to the party and you get a 16 and a half when it was 15 and a half or 14 and a half all week, you're in trouble then. Uh, so it is it is important to time your arrival, just like in real life, to the party. <laughs> you're exactly right. And I like to be fashionably late, Danielle. So you've never oh, been to a party. Oh, myself as well. Yeah, exactly. I we let everyone like, Where's Danielle? Where's Josh? Oh, he's you're coming in late. We're looking good. It's like you know, the slide that's in. What you gotta do. Yeah. That's that's literally what I did with that Patriots game is I was just going back and forth all week. I was like, I don't know what side I want. And then right before the game, uh, I think my dad called or something and I was about to make my bet before the game started and I didn't have time to. So then the game was in play and I was like, I have to bet this live now, but I got Patriots plus six and a half and I was just 
enjoying my time in that game. And I nice just job. like was literally a gut, a gut. I was like, I'm going to go Patriots. I'd rather have some points here. Uh, so yes, a little bit too late on that one, but it worked out to my favor. Luckily, uh, Josh, before we let you go, you know, I've been dying to ask you, what is your Apple bomb of the week? <laughs> Oh man, this is great. And by the way, for people who don't know, like me and Danielle tried to make this a thing at VSIN, and I don't know, maybe it was overruled by like the higher ups or something. But uh, we're making it a Apple... thing now. <laughs> exactly, we're making a thing on the on the on the podcast here. So uh, my Apple bomb of the week. Well, let me see. Uh, Green Bay, Green Bay Packers. Okay. I like the Packers in this spot uh, against Kansas City. Kansas City, I think since they won the Super Bowl, they're like nine and fifteen against the spread. I'm watching last night. Uh, Monday night because I was on the G-Men. That was one of those gross plays for me. These primetime dogs keep coming through. But, Danielle, I don't really recognize these Chiefs. Like, they're turning the ball over all the time. Uh, you have Kelsey dropping passes. Uh, Josh Towers, actually, today on Betting Across America, made a good point that, like, uh, Mahomes is just, like, he used to make those weird passes or, like, behind the back or these crazy moves, like, every now and again when he needed to. Now he's, like, doing it too much and just getting a little – too cute with the way he's you know he's playing and again not all his fault the offensive line it really hasn't been good here but um i like the packers for two reasons number one big line move in their favor it actually opened uh chiefs minus three it's all the way down to a pick em. so big money and big movement toward green bay but another thing i look at in the nfl danielle is like huge rest versus tired discrepancies like the packers played thursday night um a while ago thursday night against the cardinals whereas the chiefs played monday night so chiefs are on mm -hmm. a short week Packers have that extra rest and they're probably going to get or hopefully for for my case with the Packers like Devontae Adams some of these COVID guys back rest discrepancy you know Rodgers on a scorched earth path this year and you can bet against KC uh, you missed the three but my play would be money line the Packers just just win and beat the Chiefs here. Yeah, I don't know what to make of these Chiefs this year and you're right Mahomes looks different and I don't know this is a completely non-mathematical uh, betting observation that's probably not linked to betting at all but Patrick Mahomes is a new father this year and I mean we saw Diana Taurasi in the WNBA playoffs she she also had a baby in the middle of the playoffs and I gotta imagine that makes you more tired so you talk about rest that's also a thing <laughs> that I look at um that I think is that is kind of funny to link up that's obviously not something you'd make a bet on uh but yeah I bet that guy is tired Danielle, this is why you're like the sharpest person I know. I haven't heard anyone say that at all. I even saw on Instagram it's like new father or new yeah, mother. Yeah. Him, his wife, and his kid. He's holding his baby, and it didn't even dawn on me he that maybe he's maybe he's getting no sleep at all. That could be. I know he has help. We know he has yeah. help, guys. We yeah, like we know that, but it's. I mean, if you've ever, I've never, I don't have any kids, but if you are uh, have ever experienced <laughs> becoming a new parent, you tweet at us. You let us know if it's a factor, if that affected you that year of your life. You're totally right. Yeah, my sister, uh, she's got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I look at her, and it's just constant, like, oh, my God, am I even awake? Am I a zombie? I'm like, is this real life? So, yeah, poor Mahomes. We, we'll blame it on his, on his poor little kid here. Yeah, let's blame it on the kid. Uh, that's what good parents do. So thank you guys so much for listening today. Thank you so much to Josh Applebaum. Make sure to check him out on VEASAN. Lots of great content on there and on Twitter, at Josh underscore insights. Thanks so much, Josh. Thanks, Danielle. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. 
Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 